Hello, everybody, and good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever time you're listening to this. Okay, I'm going to start off with a word of prayer, and then we're going to go into the Word of God. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for another opportunity to spend time in your Word. We ask you, by your Holy Spirit, that you um, illuminate our uh, spiritual eyes to see and our spiritual ears to hear what you're saying. And we ask you that we can apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so uh, I was in uh, Luke 15. And the first part of Luke 15, it starts off with the parable of the lost sheep. And then we go on to the parable of the lost piece of silver. And then it goes on to the parable of the lost son. So we're, I'm going to uh, really just go through the parable of the lost son. as what God is showing me about the lost son. All right, so in verse 11 and 12 and 13, I'm just going to read a few verses. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted his substance with riotous living. And when, they had, when he had spent all, there arose a famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came unto himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will rise, go to my father's house, and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no longer to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. And when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and fell on his neck and kissed him and the son said unto him father I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and I am no longer worthy to be called thy son but the father said to his servants bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us be eat and be married for my son was dead and is alive again he is lost and he is found and they began to be married but the elder son came in the field, and, he, and as he came in, he drew nigh to the house and did hear music and dancing. And he called his servants and said unto, said, Ask what these things meant. And he said to his him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he received him safe and sound. He was angry and would not go in, and there came out his father and entreated him. He answered and said unto him, Lo, I have been, I have these many years, do, I did service to with you, neither did I transgress at any time thy commandments, and yet thou did, never gave me a kid that I might be married with my friends. As soon as this son, thy son, has come, which has devoured thy, his living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry. And be glad for thy son was dead and is alive and he was lost and is found. So I just, um, as I looked at that, there were certain things that stuck out. 
Number one is um, the father represents God. And uh, the portion of goods represent our gifts and our talents and our abilities God has given us, graciously given us. And the far country, when he got what God had given him, he used it. He went to a far country. He went out to the world and used it and wasted it in the world. A lot of times we have things, we have gifts, we have talents, we have things, and we use it for self-gain for the world. We use it, everything is about um, things of this world instead of eternal things that are going to matter, things that really do matter. Like, we think that things in this world matter, but as I look at, you know, when I see a star or like a Kobe Bryant or something, a person pass away, I'm always saddened because I realize all their talents, all their abilities, they they used it for themselves and they gain things in this world. And when they leave, they leave empty-handed when they go to see, when, when they stand before God. And he's going to say, I gave you all these talents and these abilities. I gave you ability to sing, to dance, to, to uh, minister, to um, just be a helper, to be a giver, to be a whatever he's given us a talent to be. Uh, we have to know that we're using it for God's glory and not for our own selfish gain. Because it doesn't matter. We can't, like someone said, I never saw a um, Hirsch on the back. No, I never saw a U-Haul on the back of a Hirsch. So that's the key thing. We can't take any of this stuff with us. So we've got to learn to realize that it's not about gaining things in this life. It's about gaining things with the, of eternal value. All this stuff is going to perish. I mean, Peter and Peter, he talks about he saw the earth on fire. There's coming down. This earth is going to be burned. There's coming down a new heaven and a new earth that God's going to uh, that Jesus is going to dwell on. But I think that we have to keep our minds. Uh, fixed on eternal things and not on temporal things and so also then you looked and then and um he wasted everything that god had given him he profited nothing you know no eternal vestments in that you know no nothing that he could bring back to his father he everything he had i mean he just stripped he took everything and he, he spent it all for himself and for the world then when there's a famine in the land all he thought all that he had put into all the stuff that he had invested in almost like in a stock market you invest invest in this stock and you put all your money in it oh i'm gonna save for retirement i'm gonna save for this and i'm gonna save for and i'm gonna get this i'm gonna buy this when i then all of a sudden the stock market crash and all that investment that you have you put in it winds up being a lost it's lost there's nothing that you gain there's nothing that you have now and some people have i mean when stock markets crash in the past, people were killing themselves. People were realizing everything I invest in is gone. So they would kill themselves. I mean, that's extreme, but that their mentality was saving for this world. The next, you know, after 50, I mean, after 60, 70 or 80 years or 90 years, however long you live, you know, that's what they were saving for. They weren't saving for eternity. They were saving for this world. And they thought, okay, this is, it's over. And they just killed themselves. That that's, that's, crazy it has too much power this world has too much power for certain people you know certain people a lot of people let me put it that way but um and he joined himself to uh, says he joined himself to a citizen of the land so he made alliances with the uh with the world so in other words he he said okay well i'm gonna go ahead and, and i'm gonna still he's still trying to connect with the world thing 
So he he joined himself. A lot of times we join ourselves to the world thinking the world's going to have the answer. The world's going to give us what we need. The, they have all this, you know, something that his father didn't have. But he realized after he'd been there, they made him. He told him to go down and feed swine, whereas in Jewish culture, swine is the worst thing. Pigs are the worst thing you can, that's the lowest of the lowest. You have to get way down low to be able to, um, in a Jewish culture, to be able to deal with pigs. And um, and it says, and no man gave to him. And it's funny that he was giving to them. I mean, he evidently he was taking his money, giving to something. So he was giving it to the, the, the same people he was giving it to, they could not give back to him. And I think uh, that that speaks volumes. There, a lot of times we're waiting, going to the world for stuff, but whenever we are in need and in Christ, they can't. Only we run to God because we know the world can't do anything. The world can't help us. The world is not going to be our, our savior. But at the time that we are in a crisis, then we come to God. Well, well, you know. Because we know the world really is not going to have the answer that we're looking for. Some people do run to the world, run to counselors, run to things. And then when they realize they don't have the answer, they're still, they're like, well, I don't know, you know, what to do. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. But they don't have the answer. And then finally he said, you know, I'll rise and go to my father's house. <laughs> it's like he, it says when he uh, came to himself. So a lot of times we're going to need to actually just really keep our focus on God and we never have to worry about you know coming to ourselves. do you know what I mean like we won't never have to worry about okay I'm down so low now I've got, let's just stay if you stay that with that consistent relationship with God you don't have to reach to that, that lower deep dark place to be able to realize that Jesus is the answer that my father has everything that I need and um, I think like going to the world for help is like going to a bull trying to get milk Okay, you might get, you won't get milk, but you'll get definitely get trampled in the pro, in the process of you trying to get something from him that he doesn't have. And what I like about it, when I was looking at this, is that God, uh, he said, how many servants in my father's house have bread enough and to spare, and I'm perishing with hunger. So he recognized and realized. But how did he know that his father's, that country and his father's area was not also in a famine? How did he know that? And it's because, like, how do we know? It's like, because God has an unlimited supply of everything. He is the creator of everything. He created everything. So he has an unlimited supply and he knew it. And he knew that his father had enough wealth that no matter what famine went on, no matter how bad it got in the land that he was at, he knew his father's place, that place where he was at, was secure. That nothing, no famine, nothing could come uh, against that that place where his father was at. And I believe his father was probably the wealthiest person ever, so that's why he knew my father was going to still have, even during these times of crisis, my father, I can go to my father. And I think that's what we have to realize. No matter what goes on in this world, we can always go to the Father because He has everything we need. Any There's nothing that we need that He can't supply. There's nothing that we need that He can't supply. So we have to uh, constantly remember who, we, who our Father is. And that's what He had to take a while to shake and remember who His Father was. But, um, all right. And then... Um,
I love the fact that when he came to his father, it was a point when he, his father uh, saw him from a long way ways off. Because he, but it was funny because during the time as he was walking there, he said, "Okay, I'm gonna tell my father this. I'm gonna tell him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and again before you. I'm no longer to be called your son. Your son, make me one of your hired servants." So he was already rehearsing what he was gonna say to his father. But when his father saw him, he ran to him and hugged him and, and kissed him. And he was, so when he did that, he was saying, Dad, Father, I'm not, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But his father just, just, uh, he repented. But once he repented, his father's like, bring the fatty calf. He was just like, put on his best robe and, and put a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet because he left with shoes he came back with no shoes but he um but basically his father all he needed to hear him all he well he was even before he said it he repented he already knew he repented because he could see by the countenance by his face by what he was as he was coming there with nothing he realized and he just loved him and I think that's so much what the father's trying to relate to us that he loved us so much God that we can come to him Anytime we want. No, we're not, we're not going to go uh, playing games with them. But when we come with the heart of repentance and we're just like, I'm so messed up. I'm so sorry. He, he's right there to forgive us. And I love the fact that our Father, God, don't hold it against us. There's people in this life that when you do something wrong and you repent and you say, I'm so sorry, they'll, they forgive you, but they'll keep bringing it up. Well, you know, remember that time or you'll do, you'll do something and it'll trigger them to say, well, you know, I forgave you last time. Uh, or they'll say, I have to be careful because remember last time you, or they'll, they tend to kind of hint and push it, you know, that last time you did this, they'll let you remember your sins. They'll let you remember your faults. They'll let, let you remember the things that they forgave you for. They'll keep, they'll bring it up in certain ways or certain attitudes or certain uh, words, but not God. God wants you, he once the Father, the Heavenly Father forgives you, it is forgotten. It is thrown in a sea of forgetfulness and He will not bring it up again. So anytime that we're going through something and we something uh, uh, something is brought up to us, it's not God. It's the accuser of the brethren. Because God will never bring up something, that uh, a sin that you have confessed. He has thrown it in a sea of forgetfulness forgetfulness and he will never bring it up again so just remember when you're going through something and you keep feeling like oh I should have oh oh God forgive me okay you already asked God to forgive you and you did it with a pure heart you did it honestly he's forgiven you we got to move on sometimes from that and I think we have to realize whenever he comes at us like whenever the enemy comes at us we have the authority and the power to cast it down cast on every thought every imagination everything that itself to get some knowledge of God and bring the thoughts into captivity. So a lot of times I'm going through, I might just say, I cast you down in the name of Jesus. Any thought that does not uh, uh, glorify God or represent what God, who God is, I can. I have, we have the authority to cast that down. And I like also that, um, that when the son, well, the other son, he was very angry because he was like, wait a minute, why is he celebrating him? He's, you know, but he was telling them no because he was dead, but he is alive. He was lost, but he's found in a lot. And sometimes I think we realize that, um, sometimes we think that, oh, since they're forgiven, everything they've done is forgotten. Not forgotten, but everything that they've done is, it is forgotten. But it, everything they've done, 
doesn't count. I, I don't, I, I really believe like with David, when David sinned with Bathsheba, uh, God said the sword will never, never depart your house. That means a lot of the consequences for your sin are still in effect. Some might not be God forgiven, uh, but some of the consequences are in effect. If I go out and sleep around and, you know, and, um, you know, if, well, I won't say I, but if someone <laughs> goes around and sleeps around and, and with a whole bunch of men and get pregnant and then they say, God, forgive me, I've sent, uh, forgive me. He's forgiven you, but the seed that, that is planted in you is going to still grow. Um, so, but other times God will, um, God kind of, uh, uh, lessen the blow is what I'm trying to say. He he will make it so it's not as hard for you because you've repented. But everything we do wrong, sometimes there's consequences for sin. But at the same time, there's forgiveness for sin as well. God will forgive you. That's the main thing, that we want to walk in forgiveness because we know we'll see him one day. But um, but there are also consequences for sins. But um, And I like in verse 31 when he said, he said unto the son, Son, thou art ever with me, and all I have is thine. But it was meet that we should be merry and be glad, for thy brother was dead, and he is alive again, and he was lost and is found. So in that, you have to realize that what he was saying is that, look, everything I have is yours. I gave him all his inheritance. He blew it all. So the consequence for his sin that he doesn't have an inheritance now, but you still have everything now. Everything, the rest of it that I have is yours. Everything that I have is yours. And not only that, but any day you wanted, you can go and slaughter a calf. Uh, you could go, you would have went and slaughtered a calf. Any day you wanted, you could have had a party. It's all yours anyway. So I think that, oh, that's just showing me that, um, that God is, will celebrate us when we return to him. When we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. And, but the key thing is, yeah, we do have some consequences that we have to uh, uh, endure for the sins that we've committed, you know. But he's forgiven us. It's not, it's not that he hasn't forgiven us. He's forgiven us. And so I think that we have to um, just remember that God is a merciful, he's a kind God, he's a loving God, he cares for us. And when we go through struggles, even if we go to him and ask him to help us through them, he'll always be there to help us through them. He, he loves us. He, he um, is such a merciful and kind God. There is no one, nothing that can even compare to, to the love that he has for us. So I just wanted to share that with you this morning and to let you know that um, God loves us. God cares for us. No matter what the enemy is lying to you about, know that God is with us and he'll never leave or forsake us. So in that, I want you guys to have a good day. Be blessed. Sorry I took so long, but be blessed and know that if God is for us, who can be against us? All right. I just want to end in prayer. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. We thank you that we can come to you anytime, God, and just um, ask you to help us through any crisis we're going through. And also, if we commit a sin, God, that we can come quickly to you and repent and you're able to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we love you. We bless you. And we ask that we go forth this day in the power of your might that you will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Amen, guys. Love you guys. Bye-bye.